Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Now, from Happy Valley, here's your host, Brian Tripp. All right, some great guests for you today here on Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. I'm Brian Tripp. And coming up, our guests, the head coach of the Penn State women's soccer team, Erica Dombach, and the head coach of the Penn State men's soccer team, Jeff Cook. We'll discuss the challenges of 2020 and what they're doing now with their student-athletes, as well as what they hope to see when they're finally allowed to return to competition in the spring. Without further ado, here are our guests, Erica Dombach and Jeff Cook, on this episode of Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Coaches, we appreciate your time. Coach Cook, how have things been for you? Well, it's good to be with you. Thanks for organizing this. Um, you know, that's that's a loaded question in this day and age yeah. with the coronavirus pandemic. Um, it's been challenging, to be quite honest, but it's also been really rewarding to work here at Penn State and to support our student-athletes through this unprecedented period. Uh, we've been enjoying our, our sanctuary at Jeffrey Field from a practice perspective each and every day. Um, but, you know, we're, we're moving forward, trying to keep our eyes uh, on the goal, which is always trying to give our student-athletes the best experience possible and, and get ready for that first game whenever that comes. Coach Dombach, it's so weird. When we're involved in college sports, it's cyclical. Okay, fall's here, we get ready. Training camp in August, then the games start. How, how different has it been to be outside that routine? And obviously we know the reasons why. I think, I think similar to what Coach, Coach Cook said, I think when we walk out to Jeffrey Field, there is a little bit of that same feeling, right? The smell in the air, the crisp, um, the turning of the leaves. It just feels like soccer season for us. And um, when we're out there on that training field, uh, it, it, does, it does feel like kind of some of our worries go away until we walk out of those gates. Um, but sure, it's different. Friday night, uh, being at home and not being out on Jeffrey Field with the community under the lights, there's no better there's no better place for us to be. And, and certainly we're missing out on that. We're trying to replicate that in every ways that we can. We're trying to give the student athletes experiences to be out on Jeffrey and, um, you know, but nothing's like being out with the community and the kids in the community and the students, uh, our student section. Um, that's what makes this place so special as a to me, the best place in the country to play college soccer. And um, like Coach Cook said, we're waiting for that opportunity this spring. Coach Cook, she alluded to something there. It's not just a physical thing. When we think of athletes all the time, we think of what they're doing to train to get their bodies to be in the best physical condition they can to play. But there's really a mental aspect to this as well. And we're going to approach this from a lot of different angles. But through the fall, you want to give them an opportunity to feel like they're still still playing soccer because this is this is really tough for them to get through uh, this unknown and unusual time. I think you, you hit on the key word for me is the unknown or, or uncertainty that's there each and every week that you know, and that's been the, since this started over spring break, right? Uh, we didn't know how long we were going to be away initially, uh, and I think what Erica is talking about is is correct that without the game, it's you feel a little lost, right? You're, you're used to that. You mentioned cyclical rhythm of a season where you have, you know, you've got a big game and win, lose, or draw. You Now you know you need to make some adjustments, get the team ready for the for the next contest. And without that kind of barometer, so to speak, it's, it is difficult to find your feet on certain days and to keep the, the players motivated. Uh, in general, I've been incredibly impressed and also impressed watching the women's team train. I mean, it's it's great. We have a great uh, relationship between the two programs. Uh, but I think for both of us, not having those kind of, you know, you have a bad result maybe or a tough game and you pick each other up. And that's, you know, within your own team and across our 
our colleagues on the women's side, or if you have a huge win, you celebrate with them. And we, we desperately miss that feeling each and every week. Sure. I think uh, when we walk out to the Jeffrey Field practice area and both teams are buzzing, there's an energy in the air. I think, uh, you know, we, we've learned a lot from their staff. That camaraderie is really important for our staff. We share ideas. Um, you know, we talk through the, the challenging times. We discuss ways to, our, obviously, as coaches, our jobs have evolved during this time. They've grown into um, more areas of their lives, as our student athletes say. I think during their two hours right now, they're doing okay on the soccer field. It's the other 14 waking hours where our jobs have really evolved. And I've, I've, you know, been leaning on Coach Cook and his staff and their advice. And that, that's been instrumental, uh, honestly, during this time of navigating and, and trying to feel like you're, you're doing something to help these student athletes work through this time in a healthy way. Um, and, and give them perspective. Um, but that relationship is unlike anything I've experienced at any other school and, and to me is a huge part of, of my experience and our student-athletes experience here at Penn State. When you were both at Dartmouth a little bit over two decades ago, did you ever foresee yourself? That long ago? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> You're old, Coach Cook. <laughs> did you ever foresee Ooh. yourselves both being head coaches maybe at the same spot one day? <laughs> Yeah, probably not. When I went to the union, it was great. I, I came up here a couple times watching some games for scouting uh, purposes when I was at the Philly Union. We actually brought our academy teams here one one preseason to enjoy all that Happy Valley has to offer. But um, no, it was, it was a great foundation for, for the work we do together now. And I just kind of echo what Erica is saying. I've been thinking a lot about the legacy of this, and I keep trying to remind myself that this pandemic won't last forever. Although certain days and weeks, it, it certainly seems it might. Ooh, yeah. uh, it's so persistent. Um, but we all want to look back um, on this as challenging as it is. And in the, in the, in the lows can be pretty low sometimes with our concern for the safety and well-being of, of everyone we've mentioned today. Our student-athletes, our, our community, our staffs, uh, our families. You know, uh, it, it's, it's a lot of pressure for everybody. And, and I think that, you know, when we look back, if, you know, we are sticking together as a joint. When I say staffs, I mean men's women's soccer collectively. We're sticking together really well uh, through all this time. And when we look back on this, I think we will be even stronger uh, than we were before. But uh, going back to two decades ago, I shuddered when you said uh, that that time frame, to be honest. But um, no, I think we have the world of respect for, for Erica, her staff, and Tim, Kara, just tremendous uh, leaders, innovative in what they do with their program. And, you know, this is. Uh, an unprecedented time, but it, we also have unprecedented times at like six in the morning when we walk through Huluba and spring semester, usually it's freezing cold and you walk in the building and, and they're already raging away with training. Uh, so we've uh, likewise, you know, learned a lot, benefited uh, greatly from the connection between the women's and men's programs here. Sports are often about lessons and life lessons. This is an opportunity, unlike any before, for a student athlete to get some of those experiences, overcoming adversity. And I think that's that's underselling it, obviously, with what everyone's going through. What do you hope that they can gain from this and how it can benefit them? And I know it's so weird to say because we're all just trying to get through this together as a community. But what do you hope that they can learn from this and apply as they move further, not only in their athletic journeys, but in their entire life? I'll start with that one. I think I think for one, one of the things we talk to them a lot about right now is um, obviously, you can you can choose your perspective. You can choose you know the way that you approach your day, the way that you um, attack some of these challenges in terms of the things we can't control, and trying to really embrace those moments that we can. And 
I think that's been really tough for uh, college students in particular, especially those returning students that Penn State, in their minds, um, goes a certain way and has this certain feeling and is this, this certain experience. And, and I, I feel for them. I feel for them every day. Um, but you know, one thing we do encourage is that it is day by day right now. I think if you get too far ahead of yourself and too far ahead of things, you, your mind can start racing and, and that's no good for anybody right now. And so um, the, probably the two biggest things for me are um, just really attacking your day with a glass half full and trying to make everybody, you know, I think we're all surrounded in some ways by that negative person. Stay away from that, that who's influencing you, who you're hitching your wagon to. Um, and then secondly, just, just trying to really take it in the moment and take it day by day. Those are the two for me. No, it's, it's a, it's a great question and a really challenging, uh, for us to, to get, keep that perspective. So as we, as you know, some, there are in men's soccer, not many teams, but there are some teams playing. Uh, and so it's important to keep that focus on the positives of the way that we've been supported at Penn State and that opportunity, uh, to walk through the gates at Jeffrey Field and, play on the best playing surfaces in the country um, and to really focus on controlling those things that are that you can control. And that is what Erica mentioned, your attitude and your perspective. Uh, and I think those life lessons will will stick with them uh, for a lifetime. And Brian, what what's kind of strikes me in my career is often the lessons aren't rewarding in the moment. You know, I don't think Eric and I are having players walk up to us right now and say, oh, what a great, you know, what a great message today. But I do believe in five years and 10 years, they're going to look back on this and they're going to be so much stronger for it, so much more uh, durable and resilient. They already are in so many ways uh, in, in my short time, relatively short time here at Penn State. But I think when we all um, are at reunions five, 10, 15 years from now, we're going to look back in this period and be very proud of the way we've come through it. And that's, you know, we may not hear that right now, that feedback right, right at the moment, but I think we will in the future. In August, when they ultimately decided to cancel at the time and eventually here postpone the, the fall season, there really wasn't a lot of information out there. Can you take me through now, maybe the last couple of months where you go from having a season postponed and now at least you see football's going to try to start here in two weeks. Then men's hockey and basketball are going to begin. And the NCAA has established a timeline for the beginning of a spring season and spring championships and both soccers are going to move to the spring. So what was it like the process of finding out the season was postponed back in August, then not knowing for a while and trying to figure out and put all the puzzle pieces together. Can you take me back to those last couple of months? I'm going to try and attack that one first. I'm, I don't, you know, it's, um, it's, it's been immensely difficult. And I, I would say at the outset, I don't believe for one second that anybody at the NCAA, at the Big Ten, or within our own athletic department has done this intentionally. The virus has been so persistent, so uncertain, that what you think you know one day or one week is absolutely not what the reality is two days later, for example. So in our case, I think, Erica, if I'm right, you guys had already been in about a week uh, with preseason, and the announcement from the Big Ten about the season postponement came about three hours before our first preseason practice. So from a timing perspective, again, not planned or intentional, that was a, a tough moment um, without a lot of um, certainty about what the next step would be or might be. And I, I think what we're trying to control right now is that focus on getting through this semester. And the NCAA has set parameters for you know a February 3rd, first competitive start date. The, to be honest, there's not a lot of concrete schedule uh, information in place. Mm -hmm. um, 
and we're we're excited for Penn State football to get back and our and our colleagues in, in basketball and hockey. It's great. I think it's great for the Penn State global community to have a, a focal point. And I think the the work that's gone in to make that possible has been extraordinary. Uh, and we look forward to getting some more information here really soon about what 2020 could 2021 could look like. Um, and one thing I would add, and I'll let Erica comment, is I've been really impressed with our seniors in particular. We had a number of players, student athletes that were scheduled to graduate in December. And what struck me is that their desire to continue playing and representing Penn State has been very clear from the, from the start. There's you know, people like Brandon Hackenberg, Pierre Reedy, Cal Pritchett. They're determined uh, to finish and have said things like, I cannot imagine I've played my last game for Penn State. And so we're working through some academic scenarios with them. Um, so they can you know, benefit academically and, and soccer-wise, but their desire to represent Penn State is stronger than ever. Yeah, it's similar to Jeff. And, and Brian, I think it's a, obviously it's a really tough question. And even as I listen to Jeff talk and kind of walking that path again and reliving those moments and, and, and the struggles in those moments and how much I've learned through that time of um, some of – I look back at some of the things that were said and done and – um, and know that it all could have been uh, handled a little bit differently in different times, but you don't know, right? Um, I think one thing in particular that's been challenging is things that we thought we knew and that we could kind of look forward to, then that time would come and pass and, and nothing would happen. And so, um, again, that all goes back to this idea of, of living in the moment. I think even with this spring um, term and, and spring semester and spring season, I've got we've got to be careful with kind of hanging on any particular dates or um, putting something out there that, that may or may not happen. Um, I think our team has, has done really well to just jump in with two feet in this two-week training block that we're trying to do. I think to, to Jeff's point, we have put so much on our seniors. Our seniors have shouldered so much of the responsibility of, the, of, of everything going on right now. I couldn't be more impressed, but it's also a huge ask. Um, you know, they have they have expressed the same desires to come back to play another year for Penn State. Um, but they're also having to work with our team with social responsibility and they're shouldering some of some of that burden right now. And, and that's hard enough for yourself, uh, nevertheless, to, to to monitor your teammates and, and keep help to keep everybody safe with decisions that are being made. So, um, you know, the, these they're being forced to, to grow up. Um, much faster than than maybe you should during your four years of college. Obviously, there's a lot of growth during that time, but you know to hear your freshmen say we've not made any friends outside of our team that breaks your heart. You know, all of us had I would you know many of us had great college experiences as the best days of our lives, and 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 they're learning and they're learning to figure out how to make those days a good one. Um, but I think as you walk back through that timeline, just being careful not to get too excited. We're all excited for football to, to get started and see that hockey schedule. But as far as the Olympic fall sports are concerned, we need to focus on right now and taking care of us right now. So I guess for both of you then, it's probably unfair to ask at this point what you would want to see in a spring season because we're still waiting to find out just what the virus is going to allow us to do at this point and how these other sports that are attempting to get off the ground are going to succeed or not. I don't know if you've talked to colleagues from other conferences where, where they've started to play in the fall. Uh, is, is there anything that, that maybe you'd like to add to that, or is it just too early to tell at this point? I have talked to a lot of colleagues uh, who are playing games currently, and it's been really tough. I've talked to some schools that have been successful and played a few games. Uh, other schools that, in the midst of trying to play games, have been quarantined as an entire program for, for two weeks or, or more. Uh, and, and I think Erica... Erica's point about the responsibility that falls on our student athletes and our leaders is 
is really unfair. It's necessary because the, the virus and the pandemic is a is literally a life and death situation, in my opinion. And until we get that correct nationally, it's going to be hard to be certain about, you know, can we start on this day in February or March 2021, I, in my opinion, anyway, that we, we have to get the health conditions improved and safe so it's it's easier. I don't think it's going to be easy in any, by any stretch of imagination this spring. Um, so I, I just think, you know, giving our student athletes a, a safe environment to plan to represent Penn State, to compete, you know, our focus at the moment as we look to kind of get some sort of plan in place for the spring is, is Big Ten, uh, first and foremost, as a priority. Uh, health and conditions may or may not improve to the state that maybe we can play uh, other non-conference games that's yet to be determined. Um, but I think just giving our student athletes that kind of uh, opportunity to be safe, to to know that they're in, in a good environment and, and to represent Penn State in a competitive game is what our focus is. But as Erica says correctly, we're we're trying to get through, you know, this week at the moment. Now it's Thursday already. Uh, but that's uh, it's exciting to think about, but we have to keep our feet in the ground too. Erica, when you think about it, is there a model? Is there anything that, that you think about and prefer going forward to the spring? Or, or is it too early to ask you that question? Honestly, I'm in a place right now where I, I want to give these Big Ten athletes opportunity to play. I want to give them opportunity to compete. Um, if, if possible, I'd like to give them all opportunity to compete for a championship in a way that if things do get disrupted, that, um, you know, that we have a plan in place that we can regroup and figure out how to go forward without um, total total disruption to the league. And so figuring out different ways in the regular season, perhaps with uh, in terms of the way we structure the conference tournament, and uh, to give to give as many of these Big Ten student athletes an opportunity to have a meaningful experience while at the same time working towards a championship, working towards a potential NCAA bid. Um, but certainly, you know, some of the overall focus has shifted in terms of. Um, you know, it's it's not so much about just lifting that trophy as much as it, it, it is at some other times about, um, you know, it's really giving all of these student athletes a meaningful experience and an opportunity to compete and wear, wear your jersey against another team. And I'm glad you mentioned that. Just quickly, there's been feedback from our, our student athletes that having the chance to compete for something is important to them. And and I think that we're kind of talk, thinking about a target like, you think about a Big Ten regular season championship and maybe there's a Big Ten conference tournament and perhaps the NCAA can be successful in hosting an NCAA championship. But having the games that matter, that's that's the excitement. That's what we're all missing, right? Is a, a sun, you know, Saturday night, Friday night, Sunday afternoon at, at, at Jeffrey Field against a Big Ten opponent. So um, just something that's on the minds of our student athletes. I think. Coach Cook, Coach Dombach, thanks so much for your time. We hope to see your teams back on the field really soon. And in the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy. And uh, again, thanks so much. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Erica Dombach, head coach of the Penn State women's soccer team. Jeff Cook, head coach of the Penn State men's soccer team, both leading their teams and their programs through unprecedented times. We look forward to seeing them back on the field, as I said, sometime in the spring of 2021. And in the meantime, it's great to hear their perspective on how they're handling this time, not only on the field, but away from the field and the challenges that 2020 has presented for their student-athletes. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics. Let's Go State, the official podcast of Penn State Athletics.